This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh. This is Bobby Okereke, inside linebacker for the Indianapolis Colts, and you are tuning into the Blue Stable Podcast. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Blue Stable Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am one-third of your host and crew. Well, half of it tonight since Destin Adams won't be joining the show. I apologize if I am looking rough right now, man. I just don't have as much money as Rashad. I I, I got to ask him for a loan. He doesn't want to give me $100 or anything. Uh, I have to, you know, I, I just got to wait to be able to get my hair cut. But Rashad is here with me tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be us two breaking down the whole Colts roster, the initial 53-man roster that they finalized tonight. But before we get to that, man, Rashad, you're leaving me hanging out here, but I can forgive it, man. How are you? And over 800 people in the NFL lost their job today. And here you want to complain about not having a haircut. People have more important things to worry about, Michael, than haircuts, okay? Uh, here's Let's the talk about between, the real issues. Here's the difference between me and those people, okay? I didn't get a $100,000 signing bonus to, to when I got this job, all right? So they got a little something to fall back on. I don't, okay? So, man, hey, man, no need to single Ryan Vandermark out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh, guys, what a day it has been. It has been crazy. Before we get going, guys, this show is obviously sponsored by Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BSTABLE20 at manscaped.com. That is 20% off plus free shipping with the code BSTABLE20 at manscape.com it's smooth sack summer boys get on board or get left behind ladies and gentlemen a lot is going down but before we get to that Rashad before we get to that on Saturday obviously we talked about it if you were on Twitter Saturday you heard everybody saw everybody talking about it home field just launched they just launched their Colts their first professional NFL clothing line they just launched it all of us got gear mine is coming in a little bit later but we will talk about it Rashad man show us what you got what do you have from home field and I have this beautiful it's beautiful beautiful I'm gonna talk through the hoodie beautiful beautiful blue Indianapolis Colts hoodie 
Jock, see, my mic fell. The home field line lunch Saturday at noon. Um, they sent me some awesome gear, man. They sent me a T-shirt as well that I have upstairs. It's really good material. I know I saw some people saying uh, the price, the price, was, but it's quality material. And the only way to get quality material, you have to pay for it. You know, you have to pay. But they have a bomber jacket. My God. Mike ordered it. I haven't ordered it yet. And that's probably why Mike couldn't get his hair cut. Because he hey, ordered man. the bomber jacket instead. Hold up. Hold <laughs> up, man. Why are we dry snitching? Why are we dry snitching right oh, my now? Bad. That's what my I want to know. My bad. My bad. That's what it's, I want to know, man. My bad. We, we sit here your your girl like- might listen to this show, you know? So I don't want her to know that you... You spent the money on the bomber jacket. Oh, man, she's in the bedroom next door. And you over here talking so damn loud. Like, golly, frick. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, you don't have no headphones on, huh? <laughs> no, I know, I I'm don't. S- I, sorry, I really Mrs. Do. <laughs> I really don't. But, but, guys, this is a great clothing line. Again, and if we're talking about, oh, man, they're too expensive, use our code. It is live. The Blue Stable, 15% off. Go use that right now. You can go check out their site in the description below, ladies and gentlemen. It is such a great line obviously kenny moore yannick Ngakwe, jonathan taylor they were all wearing their gear you know i might try try that jacket on and make a tweet about who wore it better me or jonathan taylor who's a better model out there okay wow just get the haircut first yeah get the haircut haircut. yes get the haircut get in shape get the biceps get the pecs and get the money that that's just the only couple things that set me apart from uh me and jt but again check out home field Link is in the description below. Use the code THEBLUESTABLE for 15% off. That code is live. And in terms of the jersey giveaway we have been announcing, we will announce the the winner here later on in the show. But before we get to that, you guys are ready. I'm ready. Rashad, you ready to talk about this this 53-man roster? Let's do it. Let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. So all day yesterday, you know, cuts were beginning yesterday on Monday Today, we are recording this Tuesday night. The, the The Colts got busy. Obviously, they were making their decisions yesterday, and it led into today, and they finally started making some phone calls. So we're going to go room by room. There's not going to be a whole lot of things that surprised us. There are going to be some things that surprised us, some things that maybe threw a little wrenches in what we were thinking, and we're going to discuss all that here in, a, uh, here in a little bit. So let's just go ahead and get it started. Obviously, the quarterback room, Matt Ryan. Nick Foles, and then they ended up keeping Sam Ellinger as the third quarterback. I, 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 if you watch the latest episode or the latest show on YouTube again, exclusively on YouTube, I sat down with Kevin Bowen and we talked about Sam Ellinger. He, he, he's done all the right things. He worked with Tom House, got with him the quarterback mechanics guru this offseason. You could clearly see the work. It's night and day. I think he earned a spot on the roster. I'm just not with everybody else saying that he should be quarterback two over Nick Foles. I'm not going to entertain that conversation anymore. It's not a conversation. Uh, Vanilla offenses and preseason. I hope you can take care of that. It gets a little bit different when you get into the season and a defensive coordinator is planning around your whole entire game. So Rashad, what was your reaction to Sam Ellinger making the 53 man roster? Uh, I just wanted to commend them, man. I just wanted to commend them for even making it a conversation. Entering training camp, I thought it was absolutely no way the Colts were going to keep three quarterbacks. I thought Foles had it, Foles and Matt Ryan was pretty much cemented. That's why you have both of them, you know, with two years essentially left on both of their deals. You know, they kind of both go together. You pretty much have them in unison for this year and next year. But 
uh, Sam Ellinger, he he played himself onto the roster, man. And I feel like Ballard and Frank Wright talk about this all the time. And it kind of would have been hypocritical if somebody plays that well and you don't give them an opportunity to make the roster and, and at least see what they can do. You know, let's not get crazy here. That guy is not going to log any significant playing time not as quarterback one, not as quarterback two, unless something goes terribly wrong this season with Matt Ryan and Nick Foles. And that's the way it should be. I mean, you guys was talking about how he's outplayed Nick Foles in the preseason. And that way, and that may be true. You know, he maybe he did outplay him in the preseason. I mean, it's certainly possible. But what Nick Foles has done in the NFL, you can't just discredit that just because it wasn't what he's done for you lately. You know, this guy's a Super Bowl MVP. Are, are you kidding me? This is an award or achievement that any quarterback in the NFL will cut a, li- a ligament off for. So, I mean, like, let's not be crazy. Let's let's not get besides ourselves. Sam Ellinger played his way onto the roster. And for that, he deserves a lot of praise. A high character guy has gone through a lot off the field. So it's easy to root for him. And I'm one of those people that's rooting for him. The kid's been through a lot, and I think nobody deserves it more in that aspect than Sam Ellinger. Yeah, man, it's really hard to go on Twitter and say this guy should be should have a spot over a Super Bowl MVP. Eight billion people, eight what billion trillion people in the world, and only fifty six mm-hmm. of them can call themselves Super Bowl MVPs. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. But again, shout out Sam Ellinger. And what about the wheels he showed on Saturday night? Right, man. He all heart. He earned this spot, of course. Now, I don't expect him to be uh, on the roster the whole year. He probably gets sent to the practice squad. One of their uh, I believe it's four protected spots on the practice squad. So he might see himself there here uh, pretty soon in the next month or so. Maybe moving on to the running backs. Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, nothing nothing crazy going on there. They were held out Saturday, so clearly that was an indication, hey, we're going to keep you guys healthy. That way y'all can be ready to go week one. But here was a little bit of the surprise. Deion Jackson started that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he ends up making the roster, the, the former Pro Bowl running back, the vet, Phillip Lindsay, who we all thought would be that third running back. We thought he already cemented himself we thought he already earned that spot he was released so this i think was clearly because of possible special teams issues obviously i think he catches the ball out of the backfield a little bit more which is what i think you want out of the running backs in indianapolis so rashad philip Lindsay not making the cut not making the roster how surprised were you by that i was surprised just because of how well he had played but then again, I wasn't surprised if you actually listen to what these guys talk about, what they preach, and they preach that running back three has to contribute on special teams. Like it is a it is you something you have to do. It's mandatory. You cannot just be a running back, just play that position and be RB3. We saw Marlon Mack when he was perfectly healthy was getting scratched on game day because he just couldn't contribute in any other facet. So I, I, with the short, shortage of special teams players that they have on the defensive side, because they cut a lot of guys that was stars on their special team unit last year, they had to replace that void. And so it was definitely going to be 
of special teams contributor that was going to win the RB3 job. It was never really, honestly, probably a debate with them because they knew Philip Lindsay couldn't contribute on special teams. So he was really probably never in serious contention for that job, despite what all of us thought. We're going to get to special teams here in a little bit. I already know that conversation is coming, um, <laughs> but that's that's the running back situation. OK, now let's get to the receiver, the receivers. Uh, there were a couple of questions about, you know, who would beat out who due to special teams. But the six remained the same. Michael Pittman, Jr., Paris Campbell, Alec Pierce, Ashton Doolin, Mike Strawn and Desmond Patman. And Rashad, you are of the opinion that. Desmond Patman doesn't really do enough for you. He doesn't wow you. Has that changed for you recently? Um, I'm I'm not. I'm just not sold on 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 the ceiling that everybody else sees. Everybody else sees a high up, extremely high upside guy. I really don't. And I know special teams too is another thing. You know that was a big question mark with with Desmond Patman and and a big question mark with Mike Strong as well. But if you're not going to be able to play special teams, in my opinion, and make the wide receiver room, you have to be a special athlete. You have to be a special talent. And you have to be somebody that can really deliver and contribute on the field as a wide receiver, which I think Mike Strong has as a ceiling. Now, Desmond Patman has been in the system a year longer. He's a bit more experienced. Still only two career catches. So let's not get besides ourselves. You know, he, he's been here a couple of years. He only has two career catches. I'm not surprised that they that he made the team, though, just because of the lack of competition that we have in the wide receiver room. I wouldn't be surprised if a waiver claims made and if somebody had to go in the wide receiver room that it probably would be Desmond Patman, in my opinion. I think that he's the one. He's wide receiver six. They kept six. He's number six. And I believe Mike Strong is number five. Yeah, Desmond Patman to me is one of those candidates every Sunday to be a healthy scratch because you don't know probably what he gives you yet until you really go out there and, you know, are you really trying to do that? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe Houston might be a good chance, you know. I mean, realistically speaking, Chris Ballard knows it. Frank Reich knows it. They're going to say the right things in front of the media about Houston being an NFL team. They're tough, but they know who Houston is. They, they, they know who they are. Okay, what they're striving for this year. So uh, evaluation is the year of the Houston Texans in 2022. Uh, Ashton Doolin, to your point about special teams before we wrap up the wide receivers, I noticed on Saturday already on punt coverage before the ball even got to the uh, punt returner, Ashton Doolin was right there. He was right there waiting to make a tackle. Like that's how good that dude is at special teams. And we're... Keep mentioning special teams. We're going to get there here in a little bit. Uh, but getting to the tight ends, obviously the injury, the unfortunate injury to Drew Ogletree kind of threw a wrench in the Colts' plans of what they wanted at a uh, tight end. I thought maybe there was a chance they could still keep four, but they end up keeping three. Mo Ali Cox, Jelani Woods, Kylan Granson, nothing too busy going on right there for me. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty, pretty much straightforward. You know, I, I really think it may have been Patman may have been cut had he not, you know, had Ogletree not went down because the Colts were definitely going to keep four tight ends. Now, where were they going to take away from? Maybe they only keep two quarterbacks and Sam Ellinger's cut, or maybe they keep five wide receivers instead of six. You know, you never really know where that extra body was going to come from. But I think this is definitely a spot where they would have liked to keep four and and maybe a potential claim, a waiver claim would be made at, at tight end as well. I, I wouldn't be surprised. 
Yeah, moving on to the uh, offensive line here. They are keeping eight offensive linemen. Usually we see them keep nine, ten. They are keeping eight. They did cut veteran uh, Dennis Kelly today. They waived Ryan Van DeMark, who I thought I thought had a decent camp. I thought he had a chance to make the roster. Colts thought, that, thought differently. I expect him to possibly make his way back um, to the practice squad, unless, of course, well, there's one of those pro scouts out there that liked him. Colts paid him a little bit of more money than they did the rest of the UDFAs to come to Colts camp. So that'll be interesting to see. But for the offensive linemen, the eight, obviously the starting five, Matt Pryor, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Danny Pinter, Braden Smith. The next three were Alex French, Will Fries, and Bernard Ryman, the third round rookie who was competing with Matt Pryor uh, for the left tackle spot. Now, real quick, Rashad. Did you know, fun fact, TCU is the only program to produce two starting left tackles in 2022. Can you guess? Obviously, we know it's Matt Pryor. Can you guess who the second one is? You should know this one. Two starting left tackles from TCU. Hmm. AFC or NFC? NFC. NFC, NFC, NFC. Ah, I'm drawing. I'm really drawing a blank. That's a Rashad. I'm really drawing a blank. Rashad. Left tackle TCU. A starter. Yes. I really I'm really drawing a blank. It's right under your nose. Joseph Noteboom for the L.A. Rams. I forgot Noteboom's the start. He's a new starter. That's you're right. You replace what, sir? You replace yes, sir. Yeah, yeah absolutely right. Just yeah, a little. Absolutely right. I would <laughs> just... have never. I would have never guessed that. And it literally is right up under my nose. And, and <laughs> No Boom's family is so cool too. They they were so cool. They they was deep at the Super Bowl this year. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely great deep. family, great family great there. Family. So for the offensive linemen, cutting the two tackles. Obviously, you want Ryman possibly backing up Matt Pryor if he's struggling or injury happens to slide in at left tackle. But if that happens, especially if it's an injury, who do you have sliding over to the other tackle? That's my question. And that's where we could possibly look at uh, waiver claims, uh, vet signings there. But for right now, how surprised were you at the releases of Dennis Kelly and Ryan Van DeMark? Uh, Ryan Van DeMark. I figured he was gonna need, you know, a little bit of a little bit of uh just cleaning up some technique things, you know. But I wasn't expecting Dennis Kelly to get to get cut at all. I, that that one threw me for a loop. I was certainly surprised to see it. Ryan Ryan Vandermark most likely won't get claimed and he'll be back on a practice squad. But Dennis Kelly, a guy with starting experience, you know, I I really thought that he can come and lock down potentially that that swing tackle spot. Even if you want to consider Ryman more just a backup left tackle, he's not not a right tackle. So you keep Kelly over there. But it was really confusing to see that they waived him and kept Wesley French. Wesley French was was a surprising keep for me. I had no idea. He didn't make my initial 53-man roster up. The coach may have been petty and just kept him to keep French fries alive. That's what and, I was about to say. Did they just and, keep and him for the sake of memes? I support them for that. I am all about meme culture. Even when our quarterback's getting pummeled because our offensive line is trash. But now, 
I think they'll be all right. Uh, Ryan Van Demark, I think he'll be back. You'll see him getting signed to the practice squad pretty soon. As far as Dennis Kelly, man, I, I don't know. I, I'm really scratching my head. That's a head scratcher for me. I know he had injury injury trouble, but he, he looks solid for the most part when he's out there. So I, I thought he would have been the ideal swing tackle. We know that swing tackle is important. We've seen what Matt Pryor turned it into last year. He turned it into a starting left tackle job. So that's right. Keep preaching. Keep preaching. Uh, obviously, our friend Destin isn't here to hear the truth, but keep preaching that uh, that truth, that, that wisdom right there, Rashad. I like how, how unique would it be if you got uh, French and fries in the uh, if they have to come in and play side by side at any point in the season, they allow a sack. Everybody's so mad. Hey, why so salty? Hey, <laughs> you like that little joke? Huh? I'm not a dad, but that was, you know, how from a, from one to ten, how would you rate that dad joke? Uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty six. I give it six. Six. You know, he stayed on. He stayed on topic. Okay. Okay. It's pretty good. Probably would have like. Would you say? I probably would have went a seven point two, but all right, all right, all right. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move let's on. Let's move on. But what we're gonna move on to is the That's winner of the jersey giveaway, ladies and gentlemen. We had needed your help, obviously. Thank you again to everybody that subscribed, that liked our videos, that commented, that shared. We appreciate all of it, guys. We love what we do for you guys, and we're glad that you find us amusing, even though we're ugly as hell. That you would want to listen to us, watch us talk about Colts and get some of your info and insight from us about the Indianapolis Colts. So the winner of the Jersey giveaway, it, Rashad, are we doing a drum roll at all? Are you going to start it? Oh, you can't hear it? No, nah, I can't hear it. I heard it a little bit right there, but you okay. know, we'll go ahead and skip it. Okay. <laughs> the winner of the Jersey, Jersey giveaway is Mr. Russell Price. Ladies and gentlemen, Russell Price is the winner of the Jersey giveaway. We will obviously reach out and get whatever Jersey you want, man. Uh, you could have Pivia for me. You could have King of Colts for Rashad. You could have, man, we still haven't came up with a nickname for, for Destin, huh? ODA, man. I don't know. We got OBA. Oh, uh, we could. <laughs> oh, yeah, we could call. N never mind. That that that's our little inside joke. They're not for the not for the uh -oh. public to hear. Uh -oh. But <laughs> you have to tell me after the show is over. <laughs> you have to tell you after the show. <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, Russell Price is the winner of the Jersey Jersey giveaway. Congratulations to you. The more we can keep doing these giveaways. Hey, we appreciate all your views and everything. It helps us out. Your engagement as well. It, it's about the engagement, guys. You talk about Colts. You ask us questions. We want to answer them. Absolutely, we do. So keep on coming. We appreciate it. Let's keep growing this thing till the wheels fall off, ladies and gentlemen. Continuing, re reacting, breaking down the 53-man roster. Going to the defensive line. They kept 10 of these dudes, 10 of them. We already know what Chris Ballard likes to do. He wants, you know, last year he said eight to nine guys, didn't say nothing about nine to 10. So he kept 10 guys this time. So those 10, obviously front four, 
Yannick Ngakwe, DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, Quiddy Pay, the guys behind them is going to be Eric Johnson, Brian Coart, Tyquan Lewis, Dio Odangbo, Ben Banigou, and Afidi Odangbo. I was I was surprised by keeping 10. Uh, I was fine with Eric Johnson. Honestly, I was fine with him. He has a good first step that I think he can work with this season in that three-tech spot. When it came to the one-tech, I, I just – I was very underwhelmed. I was not satisfied from what I saw from any of these guys. You know, the run game was putrid. It was it was bad. Coart was no better than I think Brooks was. And, oh, man, it, it, it was just rough. So I'm surprised that Coart uh, made the roster. I'm surprised by that. Maybe could be – I would put him on the radar for a potential cut tomorrow if, you know, some moves get made. When it came to Odengbo and Banigou, I thought Odangbo outplayed him. I thought he outperformed him, especially in that Lions game. I think he had, what, seven total pressures in that game. Uh, Banigou, I felt like he was always going to make the roster ju- just because of the pure fact that, you know, I think Chris Ballard knows what he went through and what the situation was uh, working on his game. I just don't like the fact that if, if you're sitting in street clothes for two years, how are you expected to come into training camp and start like making plays like you've actually been working on your game, working in the off season with a trainer with bags and cones only goes so far. You got to get out on the field. You got to do these moves against real competition. And that's just what he, he's just been in street clothes for two years. So I'm glad that he made the roster. The Colts, I think ethically did the right thing. Odangbo showed really solid stuff, man. Tyquan Lewis. It's great to see him back. Obviously, if Pay has to miss week one, he is going to start in place of that. So that is significant. But other than that, uh, Brian Coart making the roster was surprising to me. Yeah, that was my biggest surprise. You know, um, if we came into, if somebody would have told me that Chris Ballard was going to keep 10 defensive linemen and said that RJ McIntosh, Cam Klein, and Curtis Brooks will all be cut, I'd say it was impossible to keep 10 without keeping one of those guys. You know, I never thought Byron Coward, a coward, had a chance to make the roster. You know, I know he was in and out with his availability. I know Ballard loves to keep defensive linemen, man. But from the interior, this this is not good. Our defensive interior depth is not good at all. Uh, a couple of a couple of guys that's going to have to play inside and contribute significant snaps inside is, of course, Taquan Lewis and Dio Odangbo. If he don't, if they don't play inside, then there is no no second team, no third team. Eric Johnson is not ready to play significant snaps yet. He's a guy that's extremely raw, like you say, explosive first step, but he's a guy that doesn't have a, a pass rush plan either. He's not much. He's not a, a super big body. That's a space eater. He doesn't eat up much space, and he and he doesn't have a pass rush plan yet. You know that's that's a, that's what he's going to develop into. He's going to be a really good player in this league, I think, in years to come. He's just not ready to contribute significantly yet. But I like who we have on the edge. Uh, no, Ben Banigou was pretty much a lot to me because he was the guy that was second off the bench when it came to the Leo position. That is an ideal spot for Banigou. We've been saying it all offseason. 
and he's attacked this offseason with, with a different focus, man, because he's in a different situation. Uh, no need to even elaborate on what the last situation was like. We know it wasn't ideal for him, but now he's getting a fresh start, man, and it's like he's a free agent. He's basically with a new team in his mind, the way he's getting a fresh start, a new outlook on everything that's been going on in Indianapolis for the last two years with him. I think you'll see a revitalized Banigou. I, I don't know why the fan base just targets this guy the way they do. I guess it's because he's a former second round pick, but his situation is much different from the other second round picks that we saw not work out in Indianapolis. The Quincy Wilsons, the Kamoko Therese, even Taekwon Lewis to the extent who's shown flashes, but Ben's situation was totally different. I think we know why the fan base targets them, but we're not going to get into that at all. We're, we're just not going to touch that situation uh, for Banigou, for Banigou. What I did notice in the preseason games, I did keep an eye on this. He played every special team snap. So maybe even having a part in special teams, because he is on kickoff uh, coverage. He is on punk coverage, having a role in that obviously helped him uh, make the roster for sure solidified that spot. So again, because of that, really, because of the special teams role, I always felt he was going to make the roster because he played all the reps uh, in Buffalo, played them all in Detroit, played them all uh, against Tampa Bay. Moving on to the linebackers. Now we about to start talking, Rashad. Okay. Let's talk about the five that they kept. Obviously, Shaquille Leonard, uh, who came off of a uh, pup today. He is, no, I'm not. Oh, okay. I don't want to miss, uh, misspoke there. He he won't. We won't. We know he won't miss four games. Because if he would have stayed on pump pup, oh my gosh, if he would have stayed on pup, he would have had to be <laughs> out for four weeks. So physically unable to perform. List. He was taken off. Obviously, there's a ramp up period. Coach Wright wants him to get a little bit more practice in. I think he's going to have that time this week and uh, obviously next week when they start game planning for the Houston Texans. Bobby Okereke, Zaire Franklin, EJ Speed, JoJo Doman. This is where I don't know what the hell the Colts were thinking. This, this is where a, I'm confused as hell. This you're missing the name, Michael. You're missing the name. We are missing a name, and clearly the Colts were as well. They made a trade, okay? They made a trade not for a guy who you think you will need. Not for a guy that you think if Bobby Okereke goes down, if Shaquille Leonard goes down, we need this guy to step into those shoes. No. This is a brother who we expect to run down the damn field three times a game. That's who we traded for. But to talk about that, the name, let's get to the name first, okay? From the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Grant Stewart, all right? Special teams ace, obviously I'm going to call him ace because why the hell would you even trade for him in the first place if he's not an ace for, for you, right? Um, no George Odom. Uh, EJ Speed is taking on a larger role with the linebackers, especially if he might have to start week one. He won't be getting those special team snaps. Ashton Doolin is taking a larger role on the offense. So you're clearly missing uh, having a need there. I just don't know why you had to sacrifice Sterling Weatherford for this spot. I don't know. Like, I could understand it if it was Forrest Ryan. 
But Sterling Weatherford is a guy who was a UDFA who came to Indianapolis and you could not possibly ask any more of. You could not have asked him to do anything else better than what he showed in practice and in the preseason games. Why he was cut, and maybe, you know, he, he probably will end up back on the 53 or back on the practice squad, possibly, but that's not a guarantee. Again, teams are scouring everyone's rosters. They're sending scouts to each and every preseason game. You think Sterling Weatherford having nine tackles against Detroit, you don't think he popped off to, to one of these pro scouts, Rashad? Man, man, pain, man, pain. When I saw the trade go through, my heart sank. It sunk. Uh, I don't want to knock this guy, Grant Stewart. Uh, I, I don't know enough about him. I haven't really dug into him yet. Uh, just on special teams, he has a total of 16 tackles that he made last year, one forced fumble. He's from Conroe, Texas. Do you know where that's at, Mike? Conroe, Texas? That's about three hours for me. That's, uh, that is east of Houston. Okay, yeah. Went to a high school called Oak Ridge. Went to the University of Houston. Oak Ridge. Oh, he went to Oak Ridge. Okay. Yeah, he went to Oak Ridge. Uh, Mr. Irrelevant in the draft. Mr. Irrelevant. The very last pick of the draft. Uh, Grant, man, I, I wish you well. This is not about you right now. I don't want to make this about you. Indianapolis Colts. What you doing? Huh? What are you doing? You're taking a guy. Six foot four. 200 plus pounds, runs like a deer, 4540, sideline to sideline type of athlete that just started playing the linebacker position four months ago. Raw as can be, he's out there making plays, man. He's out there making plays. Yes, mental, on the mental side, JoJo was ahead of him. Not even mad at that. JoJo was, was the backup Mike. He was getting the play calls, getting people lined up. Sterling wasn't ready for that yet. But as an athlete, Sterling is a supreme athlete. He's a guy that can develop into something really, really special. He plays hard, works his ass off, plays on special teams. You see the potential, man. You see the potential there. He's oozing with potential. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And you're going to expose him to waivers. If someone claims him, I'm going to head to 56th Street. It's going to be a problem when I get there, too. I'm going to be angry. Sterling Weatherford, I'm sorry. 
respect to your father, Tim. Great guy. Talked to him on Twitter a few times. I It's selfish of me to want you to clear waivers because I would like you to go somewhere where you have an opportunity to make a 53-man roster and, and play your ass off and ball out, man. You deserve that. You've worked hard. You deserve that. The selfish side of me, of course, I want no one to claim you. The Colts break you back on a practice squad. You get a chance to develop. But, man, I'm just hurt, man. I, I'm hurt, Mike. This one hurt. This is the one that hurt me the most. And damn it, if it's because of Sam Ellinger, Grant Stewart, uh, who else? Brian Coward. Brian Coward. Wesley French. Oh my goodness. Let's just let's just move on, please. Okay, so this is again, like you said, this isn't a problem with Grant, but this is my thing, okay. And we know that today solidified this. The Colts prioritize special teams more than any other team in the league. That solidified it for me today. Because never have I seen a trade go down for a special teamer. You sent and, a... And you saw Philip Lindsay get cut because of what? You saw Philip Lindsay get cut. Like, what? Like, Kiki Kuti got cut. Philip Lindsay got cut. These guys, Forrest Ryan got cut, who was also another player who was all over the field. Like, this, this is where I'm not getting it. You cared about it that much to where you would just expose a talented player to waivers. And there are teams with linebacker depth issues that could claim him, Green Bay being one of them. They are looking for a linebacker right now. He and could guess be what? one of them. Random note about Green Bay. Green Bay have two starting linebackers, uh, Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell, Devondre Campbell, both of them 6'4", little over 200 pounds. Same type of build. Yes. Sterling Weatherford is. That's an ideal slot for him. Yes. He would fit in their linebacker room perfect. I'm glad you said that, Mike. Perfect, perfect. Green Bay is is one of them. So I'm just here thinking, like, it is annoying to me. Like, I get it, and I respect it for the special team yeah. side. Y'all know where I was with Ashton Doolin last year. Like, oh, if I didn't think he was supposed to be here just because of special teams, okay, yada, yada, yada. We remember what that was, and I came around on that. I know they uh, prioritized that. But we made a trade for a guy who you know is not going to get linebacker snaps, who you know is not going to play anywhere near a linebacker. He's we we traded a sixth round pick, received a seventh round pick back. So I'm not I'm not tripping about the draft picks. Right. I'm tripping about the fact that we let go a talented young buck. Rashad, you have loved him before the draft even started. You had him in your mock draft. You talked about him. We've had shows talking about him. And just because of special teams, for special teams, dude, special teams, guys, get real. Really? Like, I, I, I and, a, and another element to this conversation is how much does Rigoberto Sanchez's injury impact that? Do they not feel that touchbacks won't be the norm with Matt Hack like they were with Rigoberto Sanchez? Because, again, Rigoberto, think about it all you want. Laugh at it all you want. Punting is a skill. It is a skill to put the ball where you need to, where you want it, at the time it's needed. 
That is a skill. Did that impact this decision in any way, shape, or form? Did it impact the need, the priority of special team coverage? I just, I mean, I noticed this clearly a Bubba Ventron uh, move probably told, got in the ear of Frank and, and Ballard and told him that he needed a guy. And, and I totally understand it. But I've seen you keep seven linebackers before, you know, with Jordan Glasgow recently, you know, when he was the special teams ace that you guys drafted and you guys had other people that you wanted to see develop, you know, Matthew Adams and, and, and the list goes on and on. So when you got a guy with this type of potential that's this raw, why not give him a roster spot? It's the same thing we saw with EJ Speed and we've seen what he, de- what he has developed into. He's a promising young player, you know, with, with potential. And I guess maybe the coach just felt like it was either or with the Doman and Weatherford thing, but I just didn't see it that way. I, I thought there was room for both. Obviously, I was wrong. And now maybe he clear waivers, maybe he won't. We'll see. Yeah, all of this, like I could be, we could be doing all this, you know, um, criticizing and he could just end up back on the roster tomorrow. Like once he clears race. That's why I'm not going too crazy yeah. yet. I'm not going yeah. too crazy yet. I, I won't either, even though it feels like I just did. I actually didn't go crazy at all. No, nah, we ain't go standards. crazy. We ain't go crazy standards. like like we could have. Like we yeah. could have. So like I still if, may do next he, week. Yeah, if, if he doesn't if he end up signed. back on this roster, I'm going to be heated, okay? Yeah, I'm going to be heated. Because even, even in a contract year for Bobby Okereke, even when you brought Zaire Franklin on a one-year deal, why would you not continue to keep depth there? Like Mike, don't make it worse, Mike. Don't right? make it worse. Because look, <laughs> let's let's look, move on as, here. As sad as I feel, one of your boys got kept. I know we're not going there yet. I know we're gonna make it. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. One yeah, of yeah. your boys, one of your boys came through. So I feel better. At least you got yeah. to enjoy this. Yeah. This and shout out, shout out, Destin. He he was a JoJo Doman guy for a while, mm-hmm. and JoJo was. Doman was kept. So getting to the corners here. Now, this this area also surprised me a little bit. So obviously, Stephon Gilmore, Kenny Moore, Brandon Faison, Isaiah Rogers were the four corners. They kept six total. Tony Brown, I talked about it. Uh, we talked about it on the last show. Tony Brown was an underrated lock, I think, to make the roster because of his, his ability to play in the slot and could help Isaiah Rogers stay on the outside if need be. That was the reason why I thought he could stay. And then the next guy was Dallas Flowers, who is a little bit, he's a lengthy corner who we know Chris Ballard likes in his uh, defensive players, long arms, athletic, athleticism, can run with anybody. He can also possibly, Dallas Flowers is probably your punt returner, if I'm being honest. He showed some of that flash, some of that in the preseason. So what was your reaction to Dallas Flowers making the cut and did you think that the Colts would just keep five cornerbacks instead of six? Yeah, I was actually shocked that, that, they, that they kept six. Um, Tony Brown, uh, you brought him up. I believe it was last podcast. Uh, he, he's played well in, in, in certain spots. You know, he, I know he gave up a touchdown that, that he could have had an interception on had he just looked back for the ball. Uh, he was in perfect position, actually, to make that play. Uh, we saw him catch it, actually catch an intercept, you know, off a tip pass, I believe. And um, Dallas Flowers, man, he he's to me has the most upside. If we look him strictly from an upside point of view and the way he plays, he's real smooth. Uh, I like his game, man. It's long. He gets in those passing lanes. Uh, we saw him snatch an interception on a two-point conversion. 
he he has potential. And, and I was surprised that they he wasn't a guy that they exposed to waivers and, and tried to get him back on the practice squad to help develop him a bit. Keeping six corners was certainly surprising to me. Don't be surprised, though, if one of those guys is, is, is released after the waiver claim is submitted tomorrow. Well, submitted later on today when you're hearing this. You know, one of those guys could easily be waived and maybe brought back to the practice squad. My guess will probably be Dallas Flowers because, you know, he's so young and kind of on off the radar of other teams. He's probably a guy that's that can easily be snuck on the practice squad. Yeah, and if you lose him, you still have a couple punt returners that you could have in Naheem Hines and Isaiah Rogers who provided who provided a return returns for them last year. So that was. I'm fine with that. I know we discussed, could you bring in another vet? I'm not sure if another vet was coming if they weren't starting. And Brandon Faison already earned that uh, other outside corner spot opposite of Stephon Gilmore. So we'll continue, obviously, to to monitor that situation, obviously, because it's very fluid right now, as is everything else in the NFL. Going to the safeties. The safeties, baby. The safeties. Julian Blackman. Coming back already. It's still a miracle that he's back this early. All right. Uh, <laughs> what a what what a phenomenal story. J- j- just phenomenal the, that he's back already after a very very serious injury is great. Nick Cross, uh, obviously Rodney McLeod. I'm not entirely sure who's won that job yet. Nick Cross or Rodney McLeod. If I just had to guess, they'll go Nick Cross uh, for the coverage ability, sideline to sideline speed, range, all that good stuff. Trevor Denbo is the surprising one. He was the special team. See, he's another guy who's played great on special teams. I think uh, obviously his biggest fan, shout out Zach Hicks, friend of the show. He is a huge fan of Trevor Denbo. And he what? He led the league in preseason in special teams tackles? So, uh, uh, again, the special teams thing, it's fluid. I thought he earned himself some, especially he was playing solid. Um, He was playing solid as a safety as well, as one of that hybrid one in the box. I thought he was playing solid as well, so I think he definitely earned it. And Rodney freaking Thomas made (laughs) the roster. I have been saying it. I have been preaching it. And he is here. He has made (laughs) the cut. He made it. Man, Michael Pittman, Isaiah Rogers, Matt Pryor, Rodney Thomas. Man, I'm on a roll, Rashad. I'm on a good groove here, okay? I'm on a good groove, all right? Obviously, I'm not going to mention the other 100 things I was wrong about. I'm going to focus on the four right here, okay? Um, but I'm excited Rodney Thomas made it, man. He he's he showed what I saw on tape when I was, like, fishing for Yale football tape. He, he just, He's just so sound. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't panic when those plays came to him because, again, his role is going to be the single high safety when a, a run – a rusher broke free through the line. He came up and shirt up the tackle. He came up. He's such a good sound tackler. He's an athlete. And I thought that's what he would show and display in the preseason games. And that's what he did. I'm happy for it, man. I'm glad he made it. Uh, he does fit that Julian Blackman mode uh, mold when it comes to just the athleticism, playing the free safety spot. And I think Ron Miles found a, uh, a gem, in my opinion. 
But yeah, man, Rodney Thomas, you have been preaching for him since since the day they took him. So uh, with me, he was a bubble guy uh, up until this last game. I think this last game he showed he showed that he belonged. He was that goes to say a lot about our defensive line and our linebackers that Rodney Thomas was having to make a lot of tackles out there as the last line of defense, but he was doing it, man. He was playing sideline to sideline and even a place he wasn't make wasn't making. You can see he was just a few steps off. He and real there. quick, they weren't assisted tackles either. They were solo tackles, open no, field was, tackles. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. He took some good angles on some ball carriers. Uh, he was there in coverage. I, I like him, man. He showed, he showed that he belonged in that last preseason game. And that's why preseason is important, man, because it literally can be one game or two where you can see something in a guy that lets you know, okay, now I see why this team was particularly high on him. And it can change your mind. Because I had him as a guy that I just did, I just wasn't sure if there was going to be enough spots to go around. At first, I thought only the, the coach were only going to keep four safeties. But then Armani Watts went down, and I think that opened the door for Rodney Thomas. But had I known the coach was keeping five safeties all along, had Armani Watts not went down, I still think Rodney Thomas would have ended up making it anyway because Armani Watts would have then took the special teams role that Trevor Dimbo was going to take by being a fifth safety. So I, I, I think he was safe regardless. And I'm glad to see that they decided to keep a guy with upside and not expose him to waivers and have another team pick him up, you know? Hey, a smart decision, huh? Bank on talent and not freaking special teams. Okay. Um, it, it, anyways, obviously the three specialists were Rodrigo Blankenship, Matt Hack, thank you, Buffalo, and Luke Rhodes. Obviously what, like the strongest freaking holder or a uh, long snapper in the damn league? Like <laughs> he was snapping them. I'm, them things was high, man. man. Have you seen his damn biceps, his triceps, dude? Like, no wonder he's a good long snapper. He put Matt Hawk to the to the test early. Hey, he did, he did. But um, and what do you think about Matt Matt Hawk? He had some real good punts on Saturday. He looked great. He looked way better than I thought he would. I mean, I didn't think he was a bad punter, but he looked really good, man. Yeah. He hopefully if he can be a weapon for us, that'd be a big help. Oh, uh, uh, Rigo Rigo went on IR. I don't know if you mentioned it yet. They officially placed Rigo on IR. So wishing you a speedy recovery, man. Get that Achilles right and come back kicking him out of Lucas Oil, man. We look forward to it. Obviously, and uh, Matt Hack coming over from Buffalo. There's a real serious, serious situation going on over there in Buffalo. Uh, but thankfully, uh, they didn't do their due diligence and they released Matt Hack. And he is now an Indianapolis Colts. So hopefully that uh, provides good punts for the Colts uh, for, for, for this season. So other than that, that is your 53-man roster for the Indianapolis Colts. But there's a thing going around that I'm catching, and everybody is saying initial 53. You know that word, initial? Initial 53-man mm -hmm. roster? Mm -hmm. That means they're just making their roster cuts at the deadline they need to be, and the real roster is coming in the next week. Or so it'll be finalized over the next couple of days, obviously. So there are obviously some vets released, obviously, during this cut down date. And we've talked about it because so many um, prospects applied to the draft because of the pandemic. A lot of them applied. There's going to be a lot of UDFAs. And because of that, the value 
more value is going to be there on the waiver claim than there usually would be because of how many guys came out and were cut. So I have a list of just a few guys here. Well, not really a few, about maybe 12 or so that the Colts could possibly look at. There are some that they could put a claim in for, some that they could uh, sign outright. Now, the difference, Rashad, correct me if I'm wrong, the difference between the waivers and the releasing, I think if you had four years or less in the NFL, you would be waived. And if you had more than four years in the NFL, you would be released immediately. You know, you thank you for your service. You can go sign anywhere. But if you've been here under four years, you are waived and exposed to waiver claims. You have to go whoever puts in a claim for you, right? Exactly, which is why Kiki Kuti, who's who's been in the league five years, was just outright released and not exposed to waivers. There you go. Okay, so uh, and for waiver claims, this is important to note: the Colts are number sixteen in the waiver claims order. Obviously, that's the that's where they finished last year. They did not have their draft draft pick, obviously, due to the Carson Wentz trade. But uh, that's how waiver claims act from your ranking the year previous so can you imagine if you're the rams or Bengals? like what claims are you going to get during this time right um but the Colts are sitting good i think they're sitting good at 16 it's a good number right in the middle uh, yeah so there are some guys that you can put a claim in i believe tyler johnson you can put a claim in a white tyler johnson a guy who was uh, waived from Tampa Bay. We saw him obviously a couple of concentration drops against the Colts on Saturday, but with Tyler Johnson, I never saw any of those drops at Minnesota with when he had Tanner Morgan and he was teaming up with Rashad Bateman. I never saw drops. Even when he was playing in 10 degrees in snow, I think they were playing what I think they were playing Nebraska or Ohio state. He was not dropping uh, passes. He wasn't. So, a guy like Tyler Johnson, uh, Marcus Johnson, Keelan Cole, those are three wide receivers out there that you could possibly look to. Is wide receiver an area that you would look um, to adding or maybe if we wanted to stay on Tyler Johnson because I think he is a solid receiver, would you you know, risk one of these other receivers or another player at a different position to bring on Tyler Johnson? Well, Tyler Johnson is, is a guy that, I called him CCG in college, contested catch guy. Uh, that's all he did in, at Minnesota, man. He went up and got it. And I, I don't know where the drop issues came in. Maybe maybe early early years in, in Tampa Bay. But I, I just haven't saw, not from, not from his college tape at least. I haven't watched him much recently. I can't admit that. But he's a ball winner, man. He's a guy that goes up and gets the ball, uh, make catches in traffic all of the time strong hands. I, I love the kid. I knew Tampa Bay was going to have to cut one of these good receivers. They, they room was just stacked. It, the writing was on the wall that one of these guys was going to go. It could have been Scotty Miller as well. Uh, the Colts, that, that is an opportunity, man, to boost the wide receiver room. Uh, we, we probably would see Patman get waived if, if that was to happen. But him, a guy like Keelan Cole, who can work, who, who has great short area quickness in and out, more of a cootie type guy, but a, a little bit better. You know, Keelan Cole is a good route runner, short hands. I think he, he has a role on this team if he's signed. Um, Marcus Johnson is if a guy, if you're looking for a guy that's just familiar with Frank Wright's system, act, has stepped up and made plays in, when he's needed to be, but but more of a back of the 
back of the room guy. You know, he he's not gonna come in and push Pierce or push Campbell and Pittman. He's just a guy that's gonna settle in at wide receiver, you know, four or five in that area and, and maybe take some snaps away from strong, which you probably don't want to do. So I, I'm really good on Marcus Johnson, but I can see him being brought back just off his familiar familiarity with Frank Wright and the offensive system that they're running. Yeah, I think Tyler Johnson just cut, got caught in a crowded room at the wrong time because Tampa yeah. Bay has Tom Brady. They're trying to maximize him, trying to win as many Super Bowls. So they're signing wide receivers, you know, out the behind. And obviously, past two years, he's been behind Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown when he was there, Russell Gage, Scotty Miller, and, and all these solid uh, receivers there. Another guy who was a vet who we did not see this cut coming oj howard a tight end if the colts were in the market for a tight end not sure if they are but oj howard is a guy who was released by the buffalo bills uh uh rashad i'm not sure if you could speak on it did the oj howard and the colts have interest in each other during free agency uh not that i heard of uh oj i know the Colts did look into some tight ends but i i don't remember oj howard being one of them Okay, I just wanted to double check on that. Okay. Another guy running back, Sony Michelle, who, uh, you know, kind of bouncing around a little bit now. Obviously, went from the Patriots, got traded to the Rams, and was released by them. And now he, he he's a, he, I think he's a waiver claim or a free agent right now. When it comes to offensive line, you got guys like Wyatt Davis, I believe, got uh, cut from Minnesota. Alex Leatherwood, man, the, Las Vegas is not playing games. They are not playing games. I don't know. All I know is that I better not see Mike Mayock on a draft show ever again. Ever I, again. Fun fact, I spoke to his agent uh, yesterday, I believe. It wasn't expecting it to be released. Trade was an option being traded. But I just thought that that was quite petty of Adam Schefter to put in the tweet called 32 teams 32 teams that no I, I thought that was a bit a bit petty but you know who, who knows the backstory behind that and maybe that's how the Raiders wanted it put out you know to 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 kind of throw a little salt on the kid's wound but I'm sure Alex Leatherwood a freak athlete great tester a decorated career at Alabama uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll bounce back but it doesn't look good for him right now, man. It doesn't yeah. look good for him. I don't know if anybody's going to claim him because, too, I think he has $6 million in guaranteed money that you have to pay him if you claim him off waivers. So he made clear waivers. I wouldn't be surprised if he cleared waivers and then signed with someone in the days after. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he uh, was claimed mm -hmm. but not going into a starting role immediately. That's right. I, I, I would be surprised uh, by that. I mean, maybe... Maybe Dallas could, could look into that. They got some offensive line issues. Oh, maybe yeah. Houston, um, maybe Jacksonville. You know, those are the, those are always fluid. Wyatt Davis, Joe Haig, former Colt. Joe Haig is on the uh, open market. He was obviously here with Chris Ballard. We know he can be a Swiss Army knife. He can plug in anywhere on the offensive line. Could you look? I, I would probably bring Joe Haig back. I, I probably would for tackle depth. We know what uh, Ryman can do at left tackle if he needs to step in. But if you need another guy at guard, if you need another guy behind Braden Smith, 
I think you're in the market for that. If I had to choose like a couple of positions, offensive tackle is one of those positions right there. Yeah, man. Uh, offensive line, especially after we spoke about it earlier, you know, we talked about the, the, the Dennis Kelly situation just, just makes me think the Colts have to have a plan. You know, you don't just wave Dennis Kelly and Ryan Vandermark if you don't have a plan. So I, I'm going to I'm going to assume that they're going to claim one of these guys. And there's so many offensive linemen that was waived. Uh, I don't really know who who they would target directly, but there's a lot of options. And, and, and that's what I like to see. I, I definitely think they're going to submit a couple of claims for the offensive line. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a, if it was a tackle and a guard potentially, but they, they definitely need help. We saw Joe Haig. Uh, we saw a couple of people, a couple of former coats. Uh, I saw, I think it was Denzel Good. I saw him get get waved. I think Chaz and Green was one too. Chaz Green as well. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's a lot of former coats that's that's wandering around, man. And, and who knows what, what Ballard may decide to do. But I definitely think that one of the waiver claims, if I was a betting man, I would bet that offensive line is definitely one of them. Absolutely. Another one that I think could be uh, that could be looked into is defensive tackle who we talked about. We, we just got done talking about how that position behind and I tweeted it out uh, a, a couple days ago after Buckner, after Stewart. There's just nobody on the roster in terms of depth behind those guys like Brooks, Johnson, Cowher, uh, Patton. I just don't feel comfortable with those guys getting 20 plus snaps a game. And that's what they're going to have to be, especially if uh, Grover and Buckner are coming out. I just don't feel comfortable with that. A few vets uh, did hit uh, the, the open market. I believe all of these guys are a free agent, so you don't have to put a claim in for them. Carlos Watkins, the former Clemson uh, Prada, you got Danny Shelton and then former Colt Taylor Stallworth. I, I know a lot of people are saying like, okay, yeah, you can bring him in. I, I don't know if you bring Taylor Stallworth in because that was with the Fluce scheme, okay? You got Johnson who can play that three-tech. I'm not sure if he's a one-tech in, in, in his career. Taylor Stallworth, I'm not sure if he fits a one-tech in Gus Bradley's attacking scheme. Am I off base there, Rashad? Am I onto something or am I just completely wrong? No, I mean, you definitely can make an argument that that he's not, but uh, Taylor Stallworth, I, I think, has the p potential to play it. But you would much rather him, rather him at the three. You know, you would much rather him at the three. And I think the Colts' issue is at a backup one. I think they need a one technique, and I'm not sure that Stallworth is the best guy if you're going just strictly for that route. But more than likely, they're gonna go with with Dio and Taekwon in, on the inside anyway. So you would just be looking for a guy that, that maybe comes off the, an, another edge. Uh, but I like Afidi. I like Afidi. Defensive tackle-wise, I know there's been rumors on the edge about Kamoko Ture. I'm not, I'm not really hearing much of that. I think the Colts had their choice between Ben Banigou and Kamoko Ture. They decided to go with Ben. They were open to Kamoko coming back. Kamoko wanted wanted a fresh start, wanted a new place. So he got that. I think that's pretty much done with. As far as defensive tackle, stalwart makes sense just because his familiarity with Indy. But like you said, 
it's not flus here no more. You know, you got to look for a guy that has a Gus Bradley's past, a guy that's maybe been with the Raiders last year, or a guy that's been with San Diego the year before, LA Chargers now, the uh, year before that. And it's not many of those guys that's, that's out on the street walking around. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do at the defensive tackle position. That's the only position I can't really get a grasp for on which one of these guys that, that they made. You, you can't just tie a former coach, you know, when it's a whole new scheme. And it's the one tech and the three tech has d- completely different responsibilities than they had last year. This the system that we all saw Taylor Stallworth be so productive in. Yeah, it's uh, for for me, it's just two different schemes, two different responsibilities in each scheme. So I, I I'm not entirely sure if he's the the go to move there. Uh, like you said, Kamoko Toure, the former Colt, uh, was a free agent this past offseason, went to San Francisco, surprisingly was cut. Uh, but obviously I think there was another guy that I think we talked about it before the show was a little bit more versatile, could play a little bit more spots on the defensive line. So could he come back? That that's certainly an option. Is it a possibility? I have no idea, but yeah, the Colts did make their choice between Bandigu and Toure. Uh, the last, uh, position we're going to talk about is the safeties. I'm not sure they have five safeties. But after last year, I would give it a look after last year because you you made a cut the day after your initial roster was made. You cut a productive safety for two corners that ended up giving you nothing in return. That offered zero value to the team. We saw them get cooked like nobody's business, man. I didn't know if I was watching – Football or Rachel Ray, depending, just seeing how badly they were getting cooked. Like, dang, am I watching football or is or is Rachel Ray baking some barbecue chicken over here? Like, I, I didn't know. So, uh, so one of those guys, Andre Sachere, is he was released by the Philadelphia Eagles. He is on the open market. You can sign him, sign him as a free agent. Uh, another guy that I really liked during the draft two years ago, James Wiggins, was uh, out of Cincinnati. He was released, waived by the Arizona Cardinals. He could possibly be an option. Jaquise Tart, the, the, the vet out of who was with San Francisco, uh, I believe. Who did he just get released by, man? Uh, was it Philly? It was Philly, yeah. Philly, Philly, made, yeah. The trade. Philly. Philly made the trade for uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Yeah. yeah, and man, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I remember liking him at Florida, man. He was, he was a baller. Um, but Tart... I would look into the safety position at least, especially for a guy like Tart. I mean, you can't, you you can't put, you can't say enough when there's depth out there waiting to be had. You you just can't, especially after what we saw last year. I would just at least give it a look. But obviously, the two biggest needs going into the waiver wire right now, and obviously the free agent market is offensive line depth, whether you want to go in interior or offensive tackles, you need depth there. So you could look for a move to be made and then defensive tackle. I am not convinced when you get to Houston here in two weeks or under two weeks here, I'm not convinced Brian Coart is the guy you're going out there to be your one tech. I'm not convinced at all. I'm, I'm, I'm just not. So, uh, other than that, man, are you are is there anything else you're looking uh for today for the Colts or if today when you're listening to this today for the Colts to look at and possibly add to the roster? 
I'm just in, intrigued about who's actually going to clear waivers for this team, who's going to fill the 16 practice squad spots, who are they going to choose to get prote protected. It, it's a lot of different things that's going to change within the next 24 hours with this roster. But the most important one is that Sterling Weatherford, you come back home, man. You, Sterling Weatherford, please come back home. We miss you. It's a gamble, man. It, it's a gamble. It is. And that's, that's why I thought Sam Ellinger should make the roster because guess what? Dallas cut their backup quarterback, Cooper Rush, behind Dak Prescott. They, they could did? have been looking at Sam Ellinger. Yeah. I know they cut Ben DiNucci. They, they cut, cut Cooper, Cooper Rush. Rush as well? Yep. They uh, cut him. So they were without a backup. Can you imagine if they would have waited to waiver claims? Can you imagine that? Like, that's just, you know, part of stashing a player who you saw take a big jump in their game. So that's part of the NFL, guys. That's part of it. You got to, you know, do a little bit of investigating into other mm -hmm. teams. What are they looking like? What do Absolutely. they need? And that, that's just part of it. So obviously we will keep you guys up to date. Make sure you're following our Twitter for updates on what the Colts are. Uh, these waiver claims, possibly pre-agent signings, possibly. So other than that, guys, make sure you head over to home field. I can't wait till this stuff gets here. That way we can, Rashad, we can maybe, uh, oh, there he is. Hold on, hold on. R Rashad, say something so the camera can go to you so they can see what you're holding up. Yes, sir. Right here. Nice home field hoodie for y'all, man. Hey, and can you sleep in that? Is that cozy? It's soft, man. I I, I can't tell you what it's soft it is, but it's really soft, man. It's a soft hoodie. Is it as Real soft as... Oh, never mind. Okay. I, Anyways. I, <laughs> I, I think I know what it can be as soft as. But, uh, but hey, man, <laughs> uh, other than that, it has been another episode. Guys, I can't wait. I can't wait to start doing pregame, postgame episodes with these guys again. It is this, like Rashad is saying, this freaking close i am ready to talk about the colts and the texans i am ready for michael pittman jr versus Derek stingley i am ready for it i am uh, i am itching to talk <laughs> previews rashad i am itching for it it's almost here it's, it's almost, almost here. here i can't wait guys and make sure if you want to catch all in-depth analysis pre or post game to our uh indianapolis colts the Blue Stable is the destination for you guys. So make sure you are subscribing. Make sure you hit the notification bell. That way you are notified anytime content drops on our channel. And trust me, there will be content as well. All right. So other than that, he is Rashad McGinnis. I am Michael Pivia. As always, this has been another episode of the Blue Stable podcast on YouTube. We'll see you next week. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.